Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Lifting up my phone because that's where I've got my Bible through the Harvest Mobile app. We're in our series, Animal Kingdom. Have y'all been enjoying it so far? Now, today's animal, I think you're going to really like. This is going to be really good. Wink at your neighbor you're going to really like today's animal. Mm, they kind of said that a little low key. Try the other neighbor. All right, just wink at him. So you're going to really like today's animal. They were pretty even, so we're going to fill them out for the rest of the experience and see which one we're going to stick with, all right, for the rest of your touch your neighbors. Lift your Bible out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet. In Jesus' name, remain standing. I want you to go to this scripture. Go to the book of Proverbs, which means wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is the appropriate way to apply knowledge. Wisdom is a shortcut. You can have knowledge and be smart, but not know what to do with the knowledge, which means you're not wise. So you don't just want to be smart. You also want to be wise because you can know less, but know what to do with the less that you do know and get more done than somebody that knows more. Just because the neighbor said you look smart and wise. No, speaking into him, say you're smart and wise. That's how you made it this far through life, is you're smart and you're wise. Proverbs 30, 24. Watch what he says. There are four things. How many? Four. They are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. He said, they're small, but they're wise, which means your size is inconsequential if you're wise. Say, my size is inconsequential if I'm wise. 
which means don't you dare look at areas of your life and say, well, I don't have enough this, I don't have enough that. Baby, if you're wise with it, you'll be able to take a little bit and turn it into something great. Don't you dare despise the day of small beginnings. Verse 25, the ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. 26, the rock badgers, we don't have that animal here, they had it over there, are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. Verse 27, the locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. And here we are, verse 28, you can figure where we're going. The spider skillfully grabs with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. Look at your neighbor, tell him today's message. Say, neighbor, I need you to be skilled like the spider. Y'all see my buddy? Y'all ain't saying nothing about my buddy. Now, I want you to know we've got spiders coming down the rows right now. I'm just joking. We don't have no spiders coming down the rows. Say, I'm skilled like the spider. Father, in the name of Jesus, over these next few moments, customize, tailor make this word for us, your people, that we would move and walk in everything you have ordained. And this year, it's that it would be our banner year, which means our best year yet. And we honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Make this word come alive for us so that we would be skilled like the spider. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. As you know, church, we're in week six of our series called of the Animal Kingdom, which is zoology, theology, and uology. Say those three words with me. Zoology, theology, and uology. This series then meets at the intersection of the spiritual meaning of animals from the Bible, Jesus, and you. Now, two disclaimers up front. First, there's nothing wrong nor unbiblical about having animals in church as a prop to teach. Got it? Second thing, today's animal will not be available for you to pet after today's worship experience because I don't want you to drop him and then stomp on him because he's going back to where he came from. Got it? Okay. And then I want you to do like I did that spider in my office this week where I just let him stay on the wall, but I helped him find his way to glory. Glory means go meet Jesus. He, I don't know if spiders go to heaven. I know dogs go to heaven. I don't know if spiders go, but I just want you to know he had to go. Now, today's animal obviously is a spider. Now, that's a tarantula, a very hairy spider. Uh, but watch this. It's a spider. And there are only three verses in the Bible that directly mention the word spider. And this one in Proverbs, Proverbs means the book of wisdom. It says much more than meets the eye when we begin to dissect the verse. Here's the first point of today's message. Spiders are small in size, but they're big in skill. Never think that because you're not Goliath that you can't win. Goliath was bigger than David. David was smaller than him. But David had a skill that Goliath did not have. And for you and I, it's not that we've got so much skill per se. It is that we have a God that is omniscient. He's got all the skill. He's got all the wisdom. He's got all the knowledge. Somebody say, my God is big. Which means you, watch this, since you serve a big God, everything about your life may start small, but eventually it shall grow. Spiders are small in size, but they are big in skill. So then when we look at the verse, Proverbs 30, 24, it says there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Small in size, but it's very wise. Look at verse 28. The spider skillfully grabs with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. Now, that phrase skillfully grasps in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, it means to take over and handle well. 
which means a spider will walk on to watch this any property, into any house, into any car, under any chair, into any room, into any office, and it'll take it over and handle it well. Have you ever came into your house and found a spider in your house sitting up on your counter like, what you going to do? Y'all not talking to me. Have you ever seen a spider get into your basement in a corner and now that spider started building a web and got its own little habitat going? Because the spider says, I don't care what you place me in. I don't care what you put me in. Watch me take it over and handle it well. Would you slap your neighbor high five say, be skilled like a spider? Which means I don't care what you place me in. Watch me take it over and handle it well. Put me in a bad city. I'll take it over and handle it well. Give me some bad people. I'll take it over and handle it well. Deal me the B team. I'll take it over and handle it well. Deal me a bad hand. I'll take it over and handle it well. Shout, I'm skilled like a spider. I said, shout it, I'm skilled like a spider. So it takes over and handles well, but here's what's interesting. I got that part. The spider skillfully grasps. I got that part, and that part preaches well. Whatever I find myself in, take it over and handle it well. But then the next part of the verse is what's confusing, because it says it skillfully grasps with its hands. Spiders don't have hands. They have legs. But hands is used in this verse because the verse is saying more than it's actually saying. So here it is. That word hands in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, it actually means, watch this, it's pain. Now I could preach it right there and drop the mic right there because the scripture says that it takes over and it handles its pain well. I came to talk to somebody today that's got some pain going on in your life. Pain in your family, pain in your finances, pain in areas of your life. You're going to learn how to, how to handle that well. Stop praying to get out of it. Start praying to handle it well. Slap your neighbor, high five, say stop trying to get out of it, just handle it. No, that's the issue. Most of us want out of pain, not realizing that it is out of our pain that we see our greatest game. It is out of our opposition we face our greatest opportunity. It is out of our challenges that we discover we are more than a conqueror. But then the definitions begin to drastically change because it goes from, watch this, it goes from pain, then watch the definitions of the word hands begin to shift dramatically. It means because of a creditor. Now, I never met a spider with bad credit. Then it means because of debt. Then it means ministry. Now, I know you're like, Bishop, where in the world are these definitions going? The last one is where it gets good. Somebody say it's about to get good. It means it acquires because of its giving or acquires because of its offering. So check this out. Spiders don't grab anything with their hands except this. They make a web, and the Bible calls the web that it gives of itself and makes from itself its offering. I think you missed it. I think you missed it. I think you missed it. Spiders don't have hands to grab anything. But the scriptures say that the spider makes an offering, and that offering is why the spider acquires things. Now, now, I know you're probably thinking, what? So, Bishop, spiders have, they give offerings in church? At the 915, actually one did, right over there, was giving an offering. <laughs> there. Watch this. What offering does the spider give? Ask me that question. 
Watch this. The spider, on the rear of the spider, it has something called spinnerets. And spinnerets produce its offering, which is literally, watch this, silk. And what I love about the imagery is how it applies to you and I. Because the silk of the spider, watch this, in the spider, it is not silk as we know it. In the spider, that silk starts as a liquid. And that's what we call money that you and I can access. We call it liquid. Watch the imagery. Jesus is, te- or the Bible rather, is teaching us a principle through the spider. It is saying the spider takes what it has that's liquid. And it does not change into silk. Watch this. It doesn't change into silk because it hits the air. It changes into silk when the spider starts to stretch it. I'm going to tell somebody, watch this, when you take what's in you that's liquid and begin to stretch it to use it for God's glory, God says you're now giving an offering. What was it? Are you here, church? The silk starts out in the spider as liquid. And that's what we call money we can access. It's liquid. Say it's liquid. Here's what happens. That spider, or that silk rather, produces a web. And a spider's web is way bigger than the spider itself. Watch this. And it catches what the spider needs to live. In fact, the web gets more than the spider ever could by itself. Watch it, church. Just stay with me. And that's what your giving does for you. Whatever is currently out of your reach, your faithful giving puts it in your reach. And that's why Luke 6, 638 says, Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will it be put into your bosom for the same measure you use? Will it be measured back to you? Check out the imagery. Check out the imagery because I need you to get it. This spider, the Bible says, has a skill. And its skill, watch this, is that it takes over and handles well because it's willing to take what it has that's liquid and stretch it to build a web. And that web now catches everything the spider needs. That's what your giving does for you. Are you getting the point? What's this? That's why it says it acquires because of its offering. I'm going to tell you, when we give, we are doing more than just giving. What we are doing is building a web, and that web is catching up everything that it is that we need. I'm going to walk through it again, 1115, because your response is suggesting that maybe I just need to review it one more time. The Bible says that the spider, say the spider, it takes over and handles well because of its offering. Got it? Now, I didn't know when I looked at these verses, there was only three verses. I knew I wanted to talk about spiders, but I knew there was only three verses. So when I look at the verse, I'm like, so what does this mean? What does this mean? Because I, I, we could have preached it right there that it handles its pain well, right? And you would have shouted, you would have towed the church up, you would have threw chairs, all of that. You would have, oh, glory, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. But then it says, but no, but there's a deeper principle here. The spider has a skill because it offers of itself and it stretches to build a web. And when it builds that web, that web catches everything the spider needs and things that are much bigger than the spider. Are you hearing me, church? Okay, watch this. Say, my faithful giving puts what's out of my reach in my reach. See, 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 spiders are small in size, but they're big in skill. See, this spider, watch this, uh, it is able to catch up with its web things that are way bigger than this. For example, look at this. Now, that's a big old bird. Bird, bird, bird. That's a big old bird. You see the small spider up there? I said, do you see the small spider up there? Watch it. It didn't catch it. Its web caught it. 
And when you're a faithful giver, you're going to catch up stuff that's way bigger than you. So somebody will say, how did you get that job? My giving did it. How did you get that promotion? My giving did it. How did you get that house? My giving did it. How did you get that car? My giving got it. Picture. Put the bird up, please. Watch this. That small spider built one web. And that one web caught that bird up. Spiders don't, watch this, fly. They crawl. So it caught something that was out of its reach. You better prophesy to your neighbor and say you're about to catch what's out of your reach. I know you don't have the education. I know you don't have the background. I know you don't have the right connections, but your faithful giving will build you a web and that web will catch you up some stuff that's out of your reach. Somebody saying I'm reaching beyond now. By the time I prophesied to somebody, by the time you get to the end of this year, you will have caught so much in your web because of your faithful giving. People will look at you and say, I remember back in August when you were down here, but all of a sudden you got up there and you'll be able to tell them, baby, I'm still like a spider. Second image. That's a snake. See that snake? Now, I'm not talking about snakes today. We already talked about snakes in the series. Spirit of Python. You see how the snake is stuck in the web of the spider. This little guy here, this little guy here, come on with me. This little guy here, this little guy here, this little guy here, this little guy here, this little guy here. Now go closer. It'd be funny if he like jumped or something. So I'm going to back up. I don't want no trouble because he'll meet Jesus with his buddy that was in my office last week. I, I promise you. Swear for the Lord, I promise you. I just want you to know I just, it was, that would be his last day on earth today. At least he came to church and had an opportunity to raise his leg <laughs> and give his life to Jesus. We're getting spiders saved in Denver. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We ain't just getting people saved. We're getting spiders saved. All right, to the same. <laughs> That snake, watch this, was caught up in a web. Where's the spider, church? You see it on the picture? You see it? You don't see the spider? Oh, of course not. Because its web was working for it even when it wasn't there. And when you're a faithful giver, your giving is working for you when you're sleeping. Your giving is working for you when you ain't working. Your giving works for you 24-7. Your giving never sleeps. Your giving never slumbers. Somebody say, I'm skilled like a spider. Now, I know what somebody just said in their head. Here's another preacher talking about money. You're doggone right. First off, you're right, because the Bible says this, that money answers everything. Money isn't everything, but it answers everything. So says the latter part of Ecclesiastes 10:19. Uh, but money is a tool. Money is a resource, not your source. Say money is a resource, not my source. Your job is not your source, it's a resource. Your investments are not your source, they're a resource. Your hookups are a resource, not your source. Now watch this. If money answers everything, we have to think of it this way. Then only the enemy would want Christians poor and consequently the church in lack. Because if money answers everything, if we don't have money, we can't be the answer. So slap your neighbor, high five, say we need to be skilled like a spider. How 
are you going to answer the issues you complain about if you don't have money? The Bible says money answers everything. So we need to talk about it. But then secondly, there are over 2,300 verses about money. More than prayer, more than faith, more than heaven, more than hell combined. So to think that talking about money in church is wrong isn't being skilled like a spider. So let's deal with it head on. Come on, church. Come on, church. Sometimes people, when you talk about money in church, are suspect of the pastor's motives. So as your pastor, let me be clear about my motives. I don't want anyone in our church in lack. That's my motive. I don't want anyone in our church in lack. That's my motive. I want the people of Harvest to have the best, to live the best, to wear the best, to live the best. Why? If he made us to be kings and priests, if he made us to be the head and not the tail, then that's what we should be. If our God is an excellent God, then we should be excellent people. If our God is the best of the best, we should be the best of the best. If you believe that, holler one time at me. But then your faithful giving at harvest, it changes lives. And when you stand in front of God, he's going to read you the list of people that didn't commit suicide because you built a web. That didn't become a statistic because you built a web. Of people that didn't go or die and not spend eternity with Jesus. Why? Because you built a web. Somebody say, I'm skilled like a spider. Which brings us to our second point. First point is this, that spiders are small in size but big in skill. Second point is this, faithful giving is how we make our living. Ecclesiastes, uh, Proverbs says that this spider, it is skilled and it's wise. This little guy, the Bible says, is skilled and what? Wise. So what's its skill that makes it one of these four small but wise animals? Why does Proverbs call a spider skilled? For most of us, we just think they're scary. And that's a word right there. A little spider will have you running around the house acting crazy. How many people, just by show of hands, how many people, you do not like spiders or you have mild arachnophobia or full-blown arachnophobia? Where are you? Okay. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So when you have arachnophobia, watch this. All of you, all 150, 200, 253, 354, 455, 50, whatever, running around the house with air freshener. Okay, y'all, 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 the 915 did that too. Don't act like you don't know about the air freshener. Okay, maybe you're not an air freshener user. I know what the 1115 is. The vacuum hose user. You will see a little old spider up in the corner. Can't do nothing to you. But because he's got a skill, you now are walking around in fear when you have the ability to take him out. But he's got a skill that makes you fear him although he's smaller than you. You and I have a skill. Okay, I wish I had a church here. That no matter what we face, even if it's bigger than us, it will look at us and be running from us. Slap your neighbor, high five, say, you've got a skill. So, so, so this little spider, this little spider, this little spider, this little spider, the Bible calls him skill. The Bible calls him wise. So what's the skill, Bishop? Why? Through its giving, it makes its living. Or we could say it this way. It gives in order to live. Remember, it takes this liquid that it has, and it has these things called spinnerets. And these spinner say spinnerets. 
And what these spinnerets do, they begin to stretch its liquid. And as it stretches its liquid, it becomes now this substance with great tensile strength. Tensile strength is the amount of pulling it can take before it breaks. And as it begins to stretch what is liquid, as it begins to stretch it, the Bible says that's an offering. And that offering now builds a web. And that web catches everything that spider needs to live. Did you get that? So a spider, because here's how most of us live life. But that's stopping for you today. Here's how most of us live life. We run trying to catch stuff. Give me my job. Give me my house. Give me my car. Give me my breakthrough. Give me my favor. Spider doesn't do that. Spider gives its offering. And that offering builds a web. And now that web is catching everything that spider needs. He didn't have to go get the bird. The bird flew to him and caught him. Y'all not saying nothing. I'm speaking it into somebody's life. For the last day of you running, trying to chase stuff. But when you become a faithful giver, stuff will begin to chase you. Slap your neighbor, high five, say, I make my living through my giving. Try somebody else. Say, I live through my giving. Watch, 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 watch. So somebody say, how'd you get that promotion? My giving did that. How'd you get that increase? My giving did that. How do you have favor of people? My giving did that. This little guy says, look, I'm going to make a web, which the Bible calls an offering. I'm going to give my offering. So now do you see the connection here? You see the connection, church? Say, I'm skilled like a spider. So, and from that, it builds this web. And that web catches everything the spider needs. What would happen in your life if you stopped chasing money, but you built your web through your faithful giving? And let me tell you what happens when you build your web through your faithful giving. People can't help but to favor you. People can't help but to give to you. People can't help but to, okay, okay. let me just show you the text. So, 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 faithful giving is how we make our living. You, you don't make your living because you work. For the kind of life you've been praying for, for the kind of things you want to do in life, there's no job that, that can pay you what you need. I said there's no job that can pay you what you need. So stop trying to look to your job as your source. It is not your source. It is your resource. It is through our faithful giving that we make our living. So the question is, Bishop, what do we give? Well, Nehemiah 12, 44 really shows us that there are four ways we give as Christians. We talk about them in church. I'm going to teach you so you understand them. The tithe. So the tithe. Say offering. First fruit. Love offering. Now, now love offering is a form of an offering. Now, check this out. Anything above the tithe is considered an offering. Now, the tithe is the first gross 10% of every dollar earned or received. Now, this includes everything. Somebody say everything. That's child support money, income tax refunds, unemployment money, babysitting money, found some money on the street, everything. But Malachi 3 teaches us that the tithe combined with offerings open up the windows of heaven for you and rebukes or stops the devourer and pours you out such a blessing that you don't have room to receive. Now, here's what many of us will say. Well, Bishop, I've given faithfully before and, and you know, and I, and I had enough room to receive everything. Now, that's because there's a fundamental misunderstanding about the blessing. The blessing is not things. The blessing is an empowerment to prosper, not just finances itself. 
Are you getting this, church? So the blessing could be an idea. Have you ever been in the shower and worried about something for weeks, and then you get in the shower and then have one idea, and that one idea fixes the situation you've been worried about for weeks? That was the blessing. Y'all, I'm not saying nothing. Uh, it could be an opportunity. Uh, you uh, got an opportunity that you weren't qualified for, that you didn't deserve, that you didn't have the education for, but you got this opportunity. That is the blessing. It could be an invention. It could be favor. Favor is what's called preferential treatment for you and I. Say preferential treatment. Which means, watch this, they'll say, well, we normally don't make this deal for other people, but for you. Well, why do I expect that? Because I got my web, and my web is producing something for me. Somebody shot favor. See, watch this. Money can buy you a doctor. Favor will get you help. Money can buy you a lawyer. Favor will get you justice. You don't want just money. You want the blessing, because the blessing is going to give you access to favor then it could be wisdom. Wisdom is the right thing to do when they need to do it. It's the appropriate application of knowledge. So part of the blessing is that you know what to do. You don't have enough time left in your life for you not to be knowing what to do. So when you're a faithful giver, God says, I'll give you wisdom so that you'll know what you need to do. Watch this. When you need to do it, slap your neighbor a high five and say, you're going to know what you need to do. For the last day of your life, have you walked around confused and dazed? When you are skilled like a spider, that web that you build is going to show you what you need to do, when you need to do it. Somebody holler, I believe that. It'll give you the right connections. It'll introduce you to the right people. I've been amazed because over the last several weeks, I've been having conversations with folk about, just blown me away. I said, who? What? With me? And somebody said, well, Bishop, how did, you, how did you get access to those people? How are those people calling you to get you to do this and that and the other? There's only one way I can explain it. I built my web. Oh, I wish I had a church here until everything. I built my web, and my web is catching up that blessing. My web is catching up some favor. My web is catching up some opportunity. I prophesy into your life that you're going to meet some right connections this week because of your faithful giving. People you would normally never run into, you're going to run into. Somebody shout, I believe that. And the Bible says that your faithful giving not only gives you the blessing, which is an empowerment, but it rebukes the devourer. Say it rebukes the devourer. Practically, this could be doing a lot. See, it could be stopping a bad financial decision. Sometimes there are things you don't do and you'll look at it and say, oh man, I wish I would have did that. But God says, no, I was rebuking the devourer. What you did know about that deal is it would have cost you way more. So I'm going to show you a way to get it done for less. I rebuke the devourer. Got it? Then, practically, it could be avoiding a car accident by going down another way. I was telling them at the 915, this just happened to me yesterday. They were doing some construction over where I live, and so they had part of the whole street. They just had the whole street dug up. And so they had the roadblock. And so I had to go this other way, and I was just saying, oh, God, this is the, almost, this is the worst time for them to be doing this. I don't know why they didn't do this on a Sunday night. I said, this is just so inconvenient. I'm just so agreed by what they did. Until I saw the car that was in the accident down the street. And I said, had this roadblock not been there, that could have been me. I think there's somebody where you need to know the reason that some stuff didn't take you out. The reason some stuff didn't kill you. The reason that some stuff didn't mess with you is because he was rebuking the devourer. You don't have time to be in car accidents. You don't have time to be sick. You don't have time to be messed up and jacked up. Why? It's trying to eat your finances. It's trying to eat your seed. Trying to eat your giving. Somebody say, I don't have time for that. 
So watch. Watch this. You still here, church? No, watch this. It could be you not getting in a relationship uh, with somebody that would drain you. For some of you, your faithful giving is what made them have to go. Because what you thought was love was nothing more than somebody looking for a come up. And they were going to do it on your back. They were going to do it with your credit. They were going to do it with your cash. But when you were a faithful giver, God built a web and said, oh, no, Charlotte, you can't stay in this here web. Oh, no, so-and-so, you can't stay in this here web. Say, he rebukes the devourer. Say it again. Say, he rebukes the devourer. So check this out. It could be stopping identity theft. You didn't even know that when you went to that restaurant, that girl took that thing to the back. And it, what took her so long is that she was scanning it and sending it to somebody over on the black internet. The deep net, they call it, I think. Black web, that's what it is, black web. Dark web. Just, you can't find it on Google. How about that, okay? And here's the deal. But because you're a faithful giver, God rebuked the devourer for your sake. And you didn't even know he rebuked it, but what he was doing is working behind the scenes saying, you can get them, you can get them, you can, oh, you can't touch them because they're skilled like a spider. Can't mess with them, they're skilled like a spider. The bank was getting over on everybody else but you because you were a faithful giver and he rebuked it all for your sake. We pay the tithe, church, but we sow the offerings. The offerings, everything we give above the tithe. So the tithe, offering. Offerings, everything we give above the tithe. Now, because the offerings are seed. The bigger seed we sow, the bigger harvest we reap. And the scripture teaches us that God is looking for somebody to prosper because he gives seed to the sower. Now, if he's looking for somebody to prosper, it might as well Now, I know what somebody's thinking. Bishop, I just don't believe God wants people to do well. Okay, I'd like to know who your Drano supplier is. Because you've been drinking it. Let's remove the Bible for a moment. What parent doesn't want to see their child do well? What parent says to their daughter that's doing good and making money, baby? You stop making that money. You stop, stop it. Stop making all this money taking me out to eat all the time. Change your lives through your giving. Get new cars and new houses and using your resources not just to bless you but to bless other people. You better stop that right now. Me and your daddy didn't work this hard for you to do good. So why would you think that the ultimate father would be any different. Just remove the Bible for a moment. I know that sounds crazy for a Christian bishop to say remove the Bible for a moment, but just think about it. Because there's some people that are in so love and, and so much love with, with certain parts of the Bible that if you're going to believe, if you're going to believe it, we'll believe the good parts too. You're so infatuated with hell that you won't believe that you're supposed to be blessed. If you believe hell, then believe this. First Sunday, I'll leave it alone. Okay, so I know what somebody's saying, but Bishop, I you to show me in the scripture, sure. My pleasure. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. You ready for this? Okay, so faithful giving is how we make our living. How do we do that? Four ways. What's first? Tithe. First, first 10%. Not after everybody else gets paid. It's off the top of any type of income. What's, what's the second way? The offering. That's everything we give above that. Think of your offering like a seed. I am sowing a seed in expectation of a harvest. I owe him the tithe. I'm sowing the seed. Got it? 
love offering that you sow into your man of God's life. I won't get into much detail about that. You sow so that the same grace that's upon your leader comes upon your life. It's all throughout the scriptures. We give you the scriptures. He's got it there in your seat. Won't go into into much detail. That's very scriptural for you to do. And the fourth way is the first fruit. That's what you give when you start a new job, when you get a raise. And you get a consistent bonus. That whole first check from the first job is the first fruit. See, unlike the tithe where it's, the, it's a first slice out of the apple, the first fruit is the whole apple. You got that? What ways? Tithe, offering, first fruit, love offering. You got it? It's T-off-L-O. For those of you who like acronyms. T-off-L-O. Got it? Go with me. Tithe. One more time, church, because the middle section didn't say it with us. We need 100% class participation. Let's go, church. Tithe, offering, first fruits, love. Hey! Side note, yesterday at the International Festival, they had some hip-hop guys on the stage. And uh, they said, these, these guys are international, and they're going everywhere, they're traveling. Blah, 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 blah. And I listened to it. I said, oh, that's all it takes? So I told one of them. <laughs> One, one of the, one, one of those, uh, uh, gentlemen with me, I said, son, let's go over there. Me and you will just do, me and you will just rap. I said, because if that's all it takes, I bet you we can show them up. So it was going to be Little Bishop and Big Trail. That's what we was going to do. And, that, and, we <laughs> and so when he be doing the A's or something, that's because that's we, we were just going to go on and do it. Because I was like, that's all it takes to travel internationally? I said, well, let me just rap then. I'll record you a message in advance and I'll travel internationally all over the world. <laughs> Back to the message. Here it is. Tithes, offerings, first fruits, love offerings. So here it is, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.